And this is something that the Sahaba Kiram all took directly from the Prophet And after the Prophet passed away, and we had a new generation of believers called the Tabin. What happened was immediately because the Ummah, you see, especially when we talk about the early period of the Sahaba, early by early I mean post-prophetic, but early period of Sahaba, was an incredible time for this Muslim Ummah. And we have to understand that sometimes history also plays a role in certain developments. There's a reason why Hadith was not compiled and written down in the first 50 years of Hijri. That I've already explained to you in January or February when we did the workshop on Hadith. But there are historical reasons for that. Every single discipline was developed and formalized and compiled and made into textbooks and terminologies over time. But different disciplines went through that process in different times. Hadith went through it in the latter half of the second and throughout the third century Hijri. Tafsir would not go through this until fifth century Hijri. You will not find any book within the first two, three centuries of Hijri that tell you what usul and tafsir are. That science was formalized later. Usul al-fiqh and fiqh was formalized earlier than Hadith. That process started from 80 to 150 Hijri. Just like that, Tazkiyah is going to be formalized later on. And when I come to that part of the story, either today or tomorrow, I will explain to you when and how and why it was formalized and it developed and evolved in a particular way the way it did. But in the time of the Sahaba, after the Prophet passed away, so the Sahaba really were living in an age of specialization. That individual Sahaba kiram specialized in certain areas. So for example, Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq anhu specialized in the administrative affairs of the state. He was not transmitting hadith, right? He was not teaching people tajweed and kiraat. He was not teaching people Arabic. Just like that, Sayyidina Ubay ibn Iqab radiallahu ta'ala anhu specialized in teaching people tajweed and kiraat. Sayyidina Abu Huraira radiallahu ta'ala anhu specialized in teaching people a hadith. Different sahaba were doing different things. Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala anhu is a unique personality in that he was the complete and kamil, the most kamil naib rasul the most kamil khalifa to rasul, the most absolute and perfect successor to the Prophet ﷺ. Therefore, there are some very uh, potent and powerful ahadith that Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq has narrated. And in fact, in some of the muhaddithin have collected them. Specifically, those hadith that have been transmitted to us through Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq. Why? Because it's something to look at in history. That even though he was khalifa, even though he knew that Abu Huraira and other Sahaba are transmitting hadith, which hadith were so important to him and his heart that he felt that he had to narrate them nonetheless. Allah Akbar. That gives you an idea of his mizaj. It also gives you an idea of the importance of those hadith and the broader hadith literature because all of the muhaddisin and fuqaha agree that the greatest alim of the sunnah was Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala anhu. He was the one who knew and understood the prophetic mizaj and sunnah the most. So whatever hadith he felt, that notwithstanding all of his other responsibilities, notwithstanding the hundreds of other sahaba who were dedicating themselves to teaching people 
to transmitting the teachings of the Prophet still he felt the need to share these hadith or be guided by these hadith, that is an incredible field of hadith study. If we lived with you in Karachi, we would make niyats right now to start that dars, <laughs> to give you dars hadith, just starting with those hadith, that Sayyidina Abu Bakr Shadiq will narrate. And because he was Kamil also, along with his duties of Khilafat, he also did teach, obviously, maybe not a large group of people, but certainly a select group of people. And which select group of people? The Sahaba. In other words, after the Prophet passed away, you have this new generation called the Tabin, right? And the Tabin went to all, you know, a lot of different Sahaba for their Tazkiyah. I'll explain that process to you in a moment. But the Sahaba Ikram themselves, who would they turn to now? Who would Hanzala go to now if he felt anything in his heart? After the Prophet has passed away, he has to go to someone. He's still responsible for that verse, Kunu Ma Sadiqeen. He's going to go into Sayyidina Abu Bakr. And other Sahaba, such as Sayyidina Salman al-Farsi, radiallahu ta'ala anhu, one of the greatest Sahaba Karam, one of the greatest ulama amongst the Sahaba, known as one of the wisest Sahaba, it's also been on record that he also used to go to Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq for Tizkiyah, after the Prophet passed away. Tizkiyah, again, in the way I just told you, just to discuss something that was in the heart, to ask a question, to ask for guidance, to sit in the company, to sit in the presence, to listen to guidance, to follow guidance. That's it. That's the meaning of Tazkiyah. So there were some senior and some select Sahaba who would turn to Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq because they knew he was the greatest Sahaba. He was the greatest everything after the Prophet ﷺ. He was the greatest non-prophetic human being ever to walk the face of this earth. 